0: One longtime major league executive predicted that this trade deadline could be the wildest in decades. That report, according to John Morosi. His response on Twitter can't wait. Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! The Major League Baseball trade deadline is tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Now, there have been a number of trades already, including some key players. We'll talk about that in a moment. But it is expected there will be many more trades in the next 30 or so hours. And that will include some big-time players. They are available, and it's anticipated they will be moved before tomorrow's deadline. The trade everybody is talking about, the trade everybody is waiting for and anticipating, is the trade of Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. It is one of the most anticipated trades in Major League Baseball history, and maybe the biggest ever for somebody his age. He's only 23 years old. Now, when you're the talk, not only of the town, but of the entire game and the industry, and you're wondering, am I going to stay? Am I going to go? Am I going to remain with the Nationals or move on to somewhere else? It can wear on you. And yesterday, after the game in Washington, Juan Soto said this, I just want to get it over with and see what's going to happen. I mean, just go over that day and start over here or wherever I'm at. Now, yesterday on the MLB Network, John Heyman was asked about the situation regarding Juan Soto. Uh, Well, they are seriously talking with a group of teams. It appears that the teams at the forefront now are the Padres, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the Rangers. You know, we're reading tea leaves to some degree. I think nine teams have shown interest Doesn't seem like the New York teams are really involved right now. Some of the other teams may not have the pieces, but certainly the Padres, very aggressive. They have a lot of good prospects. The Cardinals have a lot of good young players. Dodgers have more resources than anybody. And the Rangers have become one of the bigger spending teams, and they've been in the mix. I would think the Rangers, not really being in the heart of the race right now, would have a little bit less chance than the other three, Padres, Cardinals, and Dodgers. Okay. So there you have it at least as of last night. Now, this morning, as I was looking at the news and reading up, I didn't see anything that would really alter what was said by John Heyman last night. I believe it's going to be the Padres or the Cardinals. And I also believe that while the Nationals have some pressure to trade Soto this year, so in other words, before tomorrow night's deadline, they're going to get what they want or they won't make the trade. So the question is, will either the Padres or Cardinals, and who knows, there could be another team involved, but they're my top two, will they give up the players necessary to get Juan Soto? Again, we have only slightly more than 24 hours to find out. It will be exciting to watch. Now there are some other big-name players, possibilities of trades that could take place before tomorrow's deadline. Two of Juan Soto's teammates first baseman Josh Bell, and designated hitter Nelson Cruz are possible trade candidates. Other position players that might be on the move, Wilson Contreras, the catcher for the Cubs, his teammate, outfielder Ian Happ, and, it has been reported, J.D. Martinez of the Boston Red Sox. Pitchers that are available. For sure, and this is why at least it seems he's the top pitcher being pursued at this time, Frankie Montas of the Oakland A's, and also Noah Sindergaard of the Los Angeles Angels. It may be, and if it's the case, I think he is the top pitcher being sought after. It may be that the Giants are willing to trade left-handed starter Carlos Rodon. And if they do, I would say he is the top guy that people want to get. He pitched just yesterday, seven innings against the Cubs, did not give up a run, gave up only two hits, no walks, and 10 strikeouts. So again, we'll find out. Will all of these guys move on? Will some of them? We'll know by tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Now, there have been some trades that have already taken place really over the last eh, 10 days to two weeks. I would say the three most significant would be David Peralta, who went from the Diamondbacks to the Rays, Luis Castillo, the right-handed starter, who went from Cincinnati to Seattle, and then Andrew Benatendi, who went from Kansas City to the New York Yankees there are two guys who will most definitely not be on the move well at least not this season and I've mentioned both of them during the course of this baseball season but they are doing things that are amazing and remarkable and I gotta show them a little bit more love first this guy high drive right field Melendez back on the track Yeah, there's 200. Another home run for Aaron Judge, number 42. RBI's 90-91. Amazing. Aaron Judge is having an amazing season. That was Saturday. So it was his 42nd home run of the season, his 200th home run of his career. And he is the second fastest player in Major League Baseball history, to reach 200 home runs. Saturday was his 671st game played. The fastest in history took place in 2009 in his 658th game played, and that was Ryan Howard with the Phillies. Also, Judge hit his 42nd home run in his 102nd game of the season. Back in 2001, in 102 games, Barry Bonds had... 42 home runs and of course he ended that season with 73. Right now Judge did not hit a home run yesterday. Judge is on pace to hit about 65 home runs on the season. The record for the New York Yankees is of course Roger Maris who hit 61 in 1961 and then after that Babe Ruth who had 61 season and 59 in another. One more note. It was, not not Saturday, it was actually on Thursday, I believe, the judge hit two home runs in a game, which was his ninth multi-home run game of the 2022 season. It is the most for a whole season in New York Yankee history, and he's the first person to do that in Major League Baseball history before the end of July. So we've looked at one position player who is having an amazing season. Now, a pitcher who continues to impress. It's really hard to find another word to describe Justin Verlander other than remarkable. Everything he's been able to do has been a step up since putting on that orange and blue uniform for the Houston Astros. Swing and a miss. Cal Raleigh goes after that slider down and inside, and that's another strikeout, or that is the first strikeout for Verlander. He does, striking out a Eugenio Suarez. And the most recent pitch was that curveball. Got him. Beat him with a fastball up at 96 miles an hour. He got him. Justin Burlander. Six shutout innings so far, allowing three hits. Swing and a miss. Suarez goes down again. 13th time he has struck out against Burlander in 20 career paths. JV with a sixth strikeout tonight. So that was from Justin Verlander's start for the Astros on Friday against Seattle. We're going to come back to Verlander, but first, last week the Astros were swept for the first time all season, and they were swept by the Oakland A's. That's remarkable. But then they came back and they took three out of four against Seattle, and they have had Seattle's number all season long. The, the Mariners have just struggled against the Astros. But I still think Seattle is going to make the postseason. But returning back to Verlander, in that game, he went seven and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up only five hits, one run, walked one, and struck out five. The final batter he faced in that game was Julio Rodriguez. You may have heard of him. I, I think he's going to be a pretty good ball player. Rodriguez hit an RBI double. That was the one run that Verlander gave up. Had he not done so, he would have ended that game leading Major League Baseball in both wins and ERA. As it is, he is 14-3 and three on the season, and his 14 wins leads Major League Baseball, and he has a 1.81 ERA on the season, which is second in Major League Baseball. All of this, as the announcer said, is remarkable. Verlander is 39 years old and coming off Tommy John surgery. Winning his third Cy Young this year is a distinct possibility. Now another key player that is not on the move or at least he's been told he's not going to be moved is Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox went to him and said we have no intention at all of trading you. Now One of the teams that has made some trades already and still may make some more trades before tomorrow night is the New York Mets. However, whether they make any more trades or not, whether they're big deals or more minor deals, the huge addition to their ball club is coming to them Tuesday, before the trade deadline. Now, actually, he'll pitch after the trade deadline, but he's already there, and that's Jacob DeGrom. Definitely excited. Uh, You know, like you said, it's been a long time, you know, this has been a pretty slow process of coming back, so i um, excited to be out there. Uh, nerves haven't really set in yet, but you know, I'm sure Tuesday I'll be pretty nervous and uh, uh, I'm feeling it's going to feel like my debut. So uh. so that was DeGrom talking about his scheduled start for the New York Mets on Tuesday. It will be the first start of 2022 for the two-time Cy Young Award winner and his first appearance since July 7th of 20. 21. If he can't stay healthy and be the pitcher he is, and most believe when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball, that will be a huge addition to the New York Mets. Now, there's one person I haven't mentioned yet. And other than Juan Soto, or maybe on par with Juan Soto, he is a guy that is being talked about and questioned whether he's going to move or not as much as anybody in the game and that's Shohei Ohtani. Now, about 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago, the Angels said they weren't going to trade Ohtani. It just wasn't going to happen. He wasn't available. But then last week, they announced they're listening to all offers, including they're open to talking about Shohei Ohtani. I don't think it's going to happen, though I think it might not be a bad move on the Angels' part if it did. But again, like the Nationals with Juan Soto, the Angels are going to have to get exactly what they want, and maybe even more than what they want, if they're going to trade him. Will it happen? I don't know. Will Otani stay in L.A. with the Angels or be on the move? I don't know. If he changes teams, where do you think he could head? There hasn't been that same kind of conversation about him, in part because The Angels, again, until last week, said they weren't going to trade him. So Otani is another guy that could go, could be on the move. There are so many possibilities involving so many players and so little time before the trade deadline comes and goes. And like John Morosi, I can say as well, I can't wait to see what happens between now and tomorrow at 6 o'clock. And most exciting of all is something beyond what I've covered so far in this episode. It's something that, to my knowledge, hasn't been reported by any major media, or even minor media, or any Major League Baseball source. They say Aslan is on the move. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for listening.